0: In the evening, all preparations remained for going on board the Chasmerais during the night, unaccepting the proffered services of the young officers of the Navy who proposed to form the cruise. The night, however, passed away without any order for the embarkation being received, and towards four o'clock in the morning, General Alaman and Las causes were sent second time on board the Bauerfin, Apparently, for the purpose of obtaining an answer from the admiral, but in fact, to ascertain if Captain Maitland would express officially, with respect to the eventual determination of the Emperor to throw himself upon the hospitality of England, the same opinion which Las had understood him to express in his conversation with the English officers. Captain Maitland's answers were distinct and positive. He had yet received no instructions, but he was in hourly expectation of their arrival. He was authorized to receive the emperor on board in order to convey him to England, and according to his opinion, the emperor would receive in England all that attention and respect, to which he could lay any claim. He added, I am anxious that it should be well understood that I am only expressing my own personal opinion on this subject, and in no respect spoken in the name of the government, having received no instructions either from the admiralty or the admiral, on the return of countless causes. The emperor hesitated long as to the course which he ought to pursue and I have reason to believe that he would have gone secretly on board the Begadere, which it will be remembered Captain Boudin kept at his disposal in the mouth of the Gironda, had not private interests, exercised a powerful influence in restraining him from a course which would have necessarily excluded a considerable number of us from having the honor of accompanying him and delivered us up to the enmity and malice of the royal administration, which was already in action in Rochefort. It is true, however, that ever since the emperor Sojourn in Malmaison, his mind was impressed with the conviction of the Grand Marshal and countless causes, that he had reason to expect a magnificent reception in England that the extent and greatness of the popular ovation would be increased by the testimony of esteem, which would be given by the emperor in throwing himself upon hospitality of England. During his sojourn at Maui son, he had said to Queen Hortense, Give myself up to Austria. Never! She is seized upon my wife and son. Give myself to Russia. That would be to a single man. But to give myself up to England? That would be to throw myself upon a people. Towards two o'clock, the Emperor summoned us to a Privy Council, and concealing from us none of the serious dangers of his position, he submitted to us the following question ought I tonight to attempt going on board the Bayadere to endeavor to pass through the English ships either in the Danish vessel or in the chasseurs of the young naval officers? Ought I not rather resolve to throw myself upon the hospitality of England and accept Captain Maitland's offer? The Grand Marshal, the Duke of Rovigo, General Lallemont, and countless causes were of opinion that he should go on board the Bellerophon, having first sent Denis de Camp, who should be dispatched to England with an autograph letter from the Emperor to the Prince Regent. General Grigaud and myself alone were of contrary and direct opposite opinion, which we endeavored to enforce by showing that it would be a thousand times better to run all the risks enumerated in the frank and devoted reply of Captain Bodin who said he would take upon himself the charge of conducting the emperor to the extremity of the world. In fact, if it proved impossible to escape the English cruisers and to reach the American soil, going to England was a piece allee to which recourse might always be had. It was a complete illusion. We repeated it twenty times to the Emperor, a complete illusion to confound the intentions of the English Ministry with the public feeling of the English nation. That sound and calm reason ought to dispel this illusion to recall to his recollection that the policy of St. James had always been guided by a hatred for his person and that those ministers who had encouraged Sanction the incessant conspiracies of the royalists, Ugh. and that of the infernal machine, and the attempt at assassination by George Cadoudal, down to the treasons of 1814, could not, without being false to themselves and their convictions, receive the Emperor in England in any other way than as a trophy of Waterloo. Unhappily, Gorgo and myself were very young and we had to contend against influences of long standing well deserved and justified it must be acknowledged by years of noble devotedness and the exercise of the highest functions of the state the attempt to make our opinion prevail over that of the duke of rovigo and the grand marshal was a difficult thing we were beaten and ought to have been so. I am leaving the council, of countless causes, and General Courtois were ordered to proceed to the Bowery. The former to communicate the emperor's resolution to Captain Maitland, and the latter to convey to England the following letter written by the emperor to the Prince Regent, Rochefort, July thirteenth, eighteen fifteen. Royal Highness, the sport of those factions which divide my country and an object of hostility. To the greatest powers in Europe, I have finished my political career and come, like Themistocles to sit down by the hearth of the British people. I place myself under the protection of their laws, which I claim for your royal highness, as the most powerful, the most constant, and most generous of my enemies.